Palmer. Good morning, John Ray. So we're just going to wing this one. We, uh, I mean, I say that like we don't wing every one of them. We, uh, the ones that we wing it are our best ones. And I'm since we scared. wing every single one of them, they're, they're all great. Incredible. And our four listeners agree. We moved on up. We said four. I added a fourth one last episode, but I forgot. Your mom started listening to <laughs> my mom doesn't listen yeah pretty sure mine my, doesn't either. my mom will be perfectly honest with me <laughs> pretty sure mine doesn't either so yeah the, uh we're continuing along our sacramental series uh this mystagogy um seven sundays of easter seven sacraments it's always interesting that the church fathers have such a, a cool and unique way on how to explain the faith or incorporate the faith into people's lives. Uh, people often get intimidated when they hear the church fathers, that they can't read them or it's just too much and, and stuff like that. And, and yeah, sometimes they are. Sometimes they definitely, there is a lot going on in what they're trying to explain. But for a large part of it, it's actually very simple because they're preaching to uh, people that are uneducated. I mean, you can imagine that. So that the preaching to the average person that has absolutely no education and they're explaining the faith. And so a lot of times people find very attractive the ways that the church fathers can explain the faith. One of the things that they did, of course, is what we're doing now. Mystagogy, leading through the mysteries, is what it means in, in the Greek. And it's... They incorporated the 50 days of Easter um, because Easter is greater than our Lent, which is just 40 days. And since it's seven Sundays, it's how we'll go through the seven sacraments with everyone that's newly baptized. And, of course, a refresher for everyone else. There's actually a number of saints. You can purchase their books, which is like all of their sermons. Kind of interesting. I have one or a few of them. One of the best ones I have is from St. Alphonsus Liguori, his uh, Sunday homilies for the year. And, and he kind of just, he touches upon just a few topics throughout the year, but he just keeps revisiting them. And, he, and, and other books, they'll write that a priest has, should not have the obligation, but he definitely should preach often about these certain topics. Uh, for the people, to constantly keep before their minds these things. Because people need to be reminded and encouraged to keep on persevering in certain things rather than other things. So now one of them, of course, the seven sacraments, they would do those, and they do it every year. Every year they would kind of expound deeper onto the sacraments with uh, the Easter season. So we are doing that here at St. Pius. Um, this is week five of doing, well, it's the fourth sacrament. Easter Sunday, we, we just preached each Easter Sunday. It was Divine Mercy Sunday, the second Sunday of Easter that we began. And now we're on our fourth one, anointing of the sick. One of the ones that we, you can repeat. It does not give an indelible mark on the soul. Um, but before I went into anointing of the sick, of course, I've been going into just very general things about the sacraments, just little tidbits about it, uh, things that people may not always remember or even know. Before you do that, I don't remember if you said it yesterday in your homily or not, because I was probably halfway paying attention. 
right? Um, biblically speaking, where does the anointing of the sick come from? So uh, it direct. Did you talk about that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I so, it. um, I remember. I think it was my very first homily. I said that I have my homilies. I'm going to divide into three parts. The first part, just something general about the sacraments, what we would call the sacramental economy, or a technical term. The second part, I will go into the sacrament of the day, but where it's found in Scripture directly. So I'll only go into the scriptural references, Old Testament and New Testament. And then the third part of my homily, I'll go into how that sacrament is practiced today and the relations. So maybe I was dealing with the failed live streams feed when you were talking about that. maybe Our our technology here at St. Pius, we know. uh, We're working on it. Trust me, uh, we're having uh, professionals, uh, technicians coming in and replacing a lot. Well, but, that's not the issue that we experienced yesterday and okay. what I was working on. We had a terrible storm come through on Saturday that mm-hmm. knocked out a bunch of our equipment. Does anyone else just love sitting and watching a storm go by? Oh, I was sleeping. I, I was not. Father Brady slept through the whole thing he told me. I was like, golly. I well, mean, look, it was bad enough to wake me up. Yeah, he, he said he said he didn't. Me up. Yeah, he said I didn't even notice. I, well, I was up already, you know, because I had morning mass. But I was like, man, this is nice. Yeah. So well, I knocked out everything. So too. that's probably why I missed <laughs> the biblical origin of <clears throat> anointing of the sick. It wasn't that I wasn't paying attention to you. That's okay. <laughs> that's why we have the podcast. So people that don't pay attention to the homily can listen to the podcast. There you go. <laughs> um. So the. Uh, what I went to in regards to the sacramental economy, a uh, clarification for everyone, is this idea of the personal holiness of the priest that's doing the sacrament and how the sacraments still work, even though the priest may not be holy. Um, the technical terms for it, Pope Benedict XVI in his year for priests, I think it was 2014, uh, he would give a series of homilies, wrote some articles and stuff like that um, for the priest. And oh, it wasn't 2014, I'm sorry, that was Pope Francis. He was already Pope. Uh, maybe it was 2007, but anyway. Um, he went into, he broke open uh, this ex opere operanto versus ex opere operantis. The first one is the work being worked in Latin, and the second is the one working the work in Latin. The, a good way that I've always remembered it is ex opere operanto. It ends with an O. And so it's the objective fact that the sacraments work. Ex opere operantis ends with an IS, with I, the individual. So the individual holiness of the, of the priest that's All doing the it. All tricks, right? Look, you got to remember it somehow, huh? So... That, I didn't say that in Muhammad. This is what you get behind the scenes with the sure. podcast. So. You know, it was interesting listening to you say that yesterday at Mass. Um, it, it reminded me of the 2017 scandal that happened, right? Um, where a lot of things came out about bishops and cardinals and priests. And, you know, um, and I'm sure like many of the faithful and I'm sure you in the seminary, like there was anger, right? And I remember being at Mass the following Sunday, like after all the headlines came out. And I remember thinking to myself, you know what? God is so good to us that it doesn't matter if that priest who's celebrating the Mass right now 
is the most the biggest sinner in the world, he's still going to listen to the command of that priest and put himself into the Eucharist for me, mm-hmm. for me, for you, for, you know, like. Because God loves his people. Yep. And so, like, there's a beauty there in how big God's love is for us and the objective fact that the sacraments work. Yep. I remember, so kind of just touching that base and then moving along, uh, with the 2017 scandal of uh, Cardinal McCarrick, now Mr. McCarrick, who is laicized, um, I was in Guatemala doing a mission trip for, I think, like three months. So, and of course, there's no internet. So I, I had no idea until I got back to the United States. And, and then I found out about it and I started to, you know, it rocked my world. Mm-hmm. It was actually the only time in eight years of seminary that uh, I thought about leaving the seminary. Mm-hmm. And it was my spiritual director that brought me back down to the ground uh, in a way that only he can. So, uh, yeah, being in, that was, that was super interesting that I was in a third world country while that happened, doing mission work with, with no internet, no nothing. Mm-hmm. And then I get back and then that's what, that's what happens. And I remember that Sunday, uh, was the gospel, Jesus telling us this, will you two leave me? Wow. Yeah. I, I specifically remember that. Yeah. And yeah, so there's actually, there's a whole lot of very significant things. I almost, like during the homily, I almost got up and left. 